Hey characters, Quinn here. We wanted to wish everyone happy holidays and we hope you have a chance to safely spend time with loved ones, whether that is in person or virtually. Yeah, so sit them down and play our first 12 episodes for them so that you guys have something to bond over this holiday season. I'm Quinn. And I'm Alex. And we're a, a couple, couple of, of characters. characters. We discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games. What are we going to be talking about today, Alex? So today we're going to be talking about a Santa Claus character that we're going to make, as well as a character that I played that we'll find out a little bit more about later. Keep yeah. them in suspense yes. this time. Yeah. And we wanted to do this because today is Christmas Eve. Woo! snowflakes hot chocolate fire places i don't Present. know what yeah or hanukkah candle if you're not christian <laughs> yeah whatever holiday you celebrate woo holidays okay all right <laughs> but first a random encounter whoa just <laughs> stealing it from me today but this is a segment where we briefly talk about characters we've encountered outside of RPGs, like in TV, movies, books, video games, etc. Alex, do you have any characters you'd like to talk about today? Yes, but first I would just like to point out it's not random if you do it every time, so we gotta mix it up. <laughs> okay, I see. <laughs> but uh, the character that jumped out to me in the past two weeks is a holiday character, and it is Buddy the Elf from the movie Elf. He is a very fun character. Yeah, so it's the movie with Will Ferrell, and he plays an elf that, or a human that grew up in the North Pole, raised by elves, and then he moved to the big city to find his real family once he finds out he's not an elf. Yes, because he thought he just was the biggest elf, but really, he's a human. Yep. What is the character you have brought? All right, I'm also bringing a Christmas movie, but it's also a Halloween movie. Because I'm talking about Oogie Boogie from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Bum, bum, bum. I know. Plot twist. So he's a sentient bag of bugs that wants to make Halloween sinister again. And he also has an amazing villain song, which I think should be a requirement for all villains. A lot of the best villains have great songs. Exactly. Poor Unfortunate Souls. Be uh, Prepared. Oh, that was the one I was trying to think of the name of. And Mother Knows Best. Oh, yes. Another mm -hmm. good one. Yeah. But now that that encounter is over, let's start making Santa. All right. So I talked about making Santa either an NPC or a PC. And I think you just did the PC, right? Yes, I did. So I have a couple of ideas for if we just want the player character. Yeah, go for PC it. Or PC route. So one possibility would be Artificer. Since it makes sense that he could make, you know, fantastical, magical toys. Mm -hmm. It's kind of his whole deal. And you can find the Artificer class in Tasha's Culture of Everything, which just came out last month. And it's a pretty cool book. Um, we also talked about that um, in our Thanksgiving episode. Oh, they listened to Quinn. They know. Just in case that they haven't yet, they know where to find it. <laughs> and looking through all of the options, I think I like armor the most because one of the things you can do is create magical armor that gives you advantage on stealth checks. 
And that makes sense for him sneaking in to deliver all the presents to the children of the world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that does make sense. And then for my other thought, which I'm really leaning towards, is Warlock. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why. I think it would be hilarious because my thought is he made this pact with some very powerful winter god to get all kinds of power, but he's forced to deliver gifts to all of the children of the world in one night. And if yep. He, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a warlock pact. Mm-hmm. And Didn't he, read the fine print. Exactly. Well, that's that's what I'm about to tell you is. And if he doesn't deliver them all in time, he loses all his magical powers. Oh, yeah. Definitely didn't read the fine print. For sure. And for a patron, I'm thinking either Archfey from the Player's Handbook or Celestial from Xanther's Guide. Really? All right. What? Why'd you go with those two? All right. So Archfey patrons are whimsical, which feels very fitting for, you know, like that Christmassy spirit. Um, you also have the ability to appear more beguiling, which I also feel is very Santa-like. And one feature that they get is Misty Escape, which would allow him to get away quickly if he's seen. And they also get the spell Sleep, which is funny because he could put children to sleep if they see him. And yep, just be like, yep. oh, no, it's just a dream. All right. And then for Celestial, you're bound to an entity that lives on a plane of everlasting bliss. Which I think is funny if it's eternal Christmas season, you know? Like, I'm picturing the old Rankin-Bass Rudolph movie. Yep. <laughs> With uh, the dentist elf. Yes! Um, His name is archie no that's not it arnie army it's something with an a and ends in ie we'll go with that (laughs) army yeah i'm sure based on our military branch (laughs) did you guys know that that the (laughs) christmas rudolph movie was really propaganda put out by the government (laughs) yeah exactly yep army okay Anyway. (laughs) Also for this patron, it says that your pact may bind you to bring light to the dark places of the world. And if that doesn't sum up what the Christmas season is supposed to represent, I don't know what does. Yeah. Those are both very good. So for my player character version, I went with a wizard Mm -hmm. and school of chronergy. So the school of chronergy is really dealing with time manipulation and i feel like santa should be able to manipulate time so that he can either speed himself up and get to more houses or slow the world around him down which i guess is kind of the same thing (laughs) yes um and this can be found in the explorer's guide to wild mount yes and then another thing that i thought would be cool for santa would be if his race was a changeling okay why were you thinking that So this way, Santa could look like a version of whatever race he's delivering presents to. So if he's at the gnomes, he looks like a little white-bearded gnome. I mean, the beard is white. His skin does not have to be white. (laughs) So a little gnome with white hair and a big bushy beard, a bowl full of jelly belly. Basically, he looks like what you'd imagine Santa, but... But a gnome or an elf or, you know, whatever. An orc. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, so I thought that would be a cool race for him. Okay. also looked at the spell list for Wizard, and I grabbed some spells that I thought would be fun to play with. Yeah. And so most of these are, if they said ice or, like, ray of frost, those kinds of things, if they did cold damage, yeah, then I went ahead and gave Santa those. Makes sense. All the winter magic. Yeah. 
And then I also went with a few other ones. So one of the ones that I went with that you also mentioned was sleep. Mm-hmm. I talked about comprehend languages so that he might be able to read letters that people sent him, no matter what language they write the letter in. Which I, I enjoy that a lot. That's very It's a very cute little touch. I thought invisibility so that he can, you know, not be seen. Makes sense. Knock so that he can get into locked doors or places, though that one makes a loud noise, so he's got to be careful with that. He casts silent on the house, or Mm -hmm. silence, whatever, and then he does it. There you go. And then he can get in. Because, you know, not everybody has a chimney. Like, I remember when I was little, we didn't have a fireplace or a chimney, and my parents had a special, like, key that we left out for Santa so that he could get inside our house. It wasn't a real key to our house. It was a fake key because, you know, Santa's magical. He doesn't need that. But, you know, it made us feel better. You probably didn't realize it was not a real key because... I mean, it looked like a key, but it wasn't actually a key to our house that we left outside. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, And then along that vein of thought, I went with gaseous form so that he could turn himself into a cloud of gas and then just sneak through cracks to get in houses without chimneys. That's also a good idea. I got non-detection so that people can't find him. I have haste so that he can speed himself up and slow so that he can slow other people down. Makes sense. Hypnotic pattern in case, you know, a bunch of kids see him. He can just make a lot of little, probably like snowflakes and such that Sugar would distract them. Sugar plum fairies them. dancing yeah. in their heads. Yes, it distract them. Yes. So I have fabricate, which is a spell, and I also have creation later. And these two are similar. So one of them, you get to basically conjure something from nothing, and it lasts for a while. And this one is creation. And then fabricate, you can basically turn something that you already have into another shape. So you could take like a block of wood and turn it into a rudimentary nutcracker or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I thought Santa would be able to do that kind of magic where he just like, oh, I have a toy for you and he makes it appear or he takes a piece of wood and makes a toy for you makes sense i have mislead which is another one where you can you turn yourself invisible and then make a duplicate of yourself walk around so that would be like a good way to distract the kids while he actually sneaks out oh yeah that makes sense modify memory in case someone sees him and like you know gets his identity then he can just change their their memory Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of a synonym for memory and I just came up blank, which is so ironic. <laughs> <laughs> Any others? And scrying for another fifth level spell because he's got to be able to see who's naughty and nice. Exactly. And then the final spell that I have written down is time stop. And this is just another one where you're manipulating time so that you can, you know, you cast time stop, you deliver all the presents under the tree and then you leave and... You know, the time unstops and now you're gone. Makes sense. All right. So then I also mentioned making him a non-player character in the form of like a creature with like a creature stat block. Okay. And so for this, I just wanted to quickly mention a couple things. So I felt like if you if your party encounters him at Santa's like lair, so like the like North Santa's Pole. Like Santa's workshop. Yeah. Then one of his lair actions could be like an animate object spell that's cast on all the toys around the workshop so that the toys start fighting for him. 
That would be a lot of fun. Because you know that D&D players are dumb, and if you give them an adventure where they get to meet Santa Claus, they might attack him. <laughs> this is true. Like, there's probably, I would say, maybe 60-40% chance... 60% chance they fight him, 40% they don't. I, I Depends on the group. Or if you think like, oh yeah, my group fights everything, and you put them in this thing, and you're like, yeah, they're definitely going to fight Santa, and then they don't, and you're like, yeah. what are we going to do for the next three hours? I don't know, man. Yeah. So then another thing I would do for Santa was give him time stop on like a recharge. So some creatures like dragons have a recharge ability where... When they do a big breath weapon, they can roll a d6, and on like a five or six, they get that thing back. Yeah. So for him, he could cast time stop and then recharge it to try to do it again. Makes sense. Because he's got to be able to stop time a lot so that he can actually deliver all the presents. Yeah. Yeah, so those are my initial thoughts. You know, you could, I'm sure you could add more flavor in there with some reindeer that fly, you know, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, so, like, another thing with the the artificer is there's one that I'm blanking on what it is, but you get, like, a companion. The battlesmith. Yeah, and, like, it'd be really cool if his, like defender protector whatever thing it's Mm -hmm. called is like a reindeer oh that would be Mm -hmm. great yes (laughs) a reindeer it's like a metal robot reindeer yes i think there's an episode of futurama with santa in it and he might have robot reindeers is the plural reindeer reindeers it's reindeer okay well i said reindeers and we're leaving it in (laughs) because because deer is deer plural or singular fair enough all right, now that we've made Santa, I think we should talk about that character that you played that was inspired by a Christmas movie. Yeah, so actually this character was not inspired by a Christmas movie. You're, intentionally. You're it wasn't intentionally inspired by a Christmas movie. It just... All right, so let's tell the story. <laughs> so I made a Set character... for us, please. I made a character that I wanted him to be a divine soul sorcerer. Mm-hmm. And this is from Xanthar's Guide. And with that one, you were kind of tied to a deity. Mm -hmm. So what I made him was I had an orc that was born and he was tied to a deity. And this made his skin like a bright blue. And then he had a light blue tattoo or birthmark that was like a large tree that basically encompassed his whole body. Yeah, and that was because the deity that he was tied to was um, Anar from World of Warcraft. Yeah. And she's like the goddess of life and creation and nature and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So her symbol is a tree. So that was what his birthmark was. And so then the orcs that gave birth to him were like, well, this one's this one's broken. Let's get rid of it. Oh, poor baby. And poor baby I, orc. Yeah. And then he gets uh, found by some gnomes that serve A&R in some sort of fashion, or they like are aware of A&R. It doesn't really matter how closely they follow A&R, but they're aware that the symbol on his body is like her symbol. This reminds me of the beginning of Hercules, where the little baby Hercules is found on the mountaintop by that family, yes, and he's got the symbol. For like, it's sure. a symbol of the gods. 
Yes, that is the okay. So picture that scene from the Hercules movie, but put a little baby orc there instead of little baby Hercules. And instead of a removable amulet, it's a birthmark. And instead of two humans, it's two little gnomes. Mm -hmm. So then these gnomes take this uh, orc back to their home and they raise him as their own. Mm -hmm. And they named him Giglet Coppernose. But everyone just calls him Gug because that is what he could say. Because bless Gug's heart, his intelligence was six. Or is six. Yeah. Yeah, like he's, he's a very sweet boy who just, he doesn't know a lot. Yeah, so then, you know, he's raised by gnomes and believes he is the biggest gnome. He is. He is the biggest gnome. He is the biggest gnome. And then, you know, this kind of... I was playing this character and someone's like, oh, so you're just playing Elf. So, funny that we mentioned Elf earlier in the random encounter because Gug's backstory was basically the beginning of the movie Elf. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And I also like... So that another um, player in our party was playing your sister yes and she was a gnome yeah and she just like walk around and people would be like you have an orc with you and he'd be like orc where yeah <laughs> and he'd like look around because he he thinks he's a gnome he yeah. doesn't know orcish yeah so gug actually so i swapped out orcish for gnomish because he was raised by gnomes so why would he know orcish yeah and yeah, so he, whenever someone calls him an orc, he like gets mad and he's like, no, I'm the biggest gnome. Yeah. I don't know why everyone's so confused by this. It makes perfect sense. This also is even funnier with later you got this like orc warhammer or battle it's axe a battle or something. Axe. Or okay. It's a great axe. Great axe. It was like the legendary item for orcs. Yeah. And then, like, once you attuned to it, it made you even more giant. Yeah, he became nine feet tall. He was already, like, six, six and a half feet tall. Yeah. But now he became nine feet tall, 300 pounds. He got super buff. Yeah. Like, just so, made him ripped. Yeah, so now he's, like, 15 gnomes all in one. <laughs> yeah, even bigger gnome. Yeah. And another funny little scene that happened was, so my, the sister that Gug has was in the party too, and she's a bard of glamour, so she's kind of tied to the fae realm. And the warlock that we have in the group was playing an archfey patron. And so at one point they mentioned that they were kind of connected and they called each other sisters because of their connection to the fae. And then Gug said to the elf that was this warlock, like, oh, are we, are you second biggest gnome? Because, like, she looks so <laughs> tall, you know? But she's like, no, we're not related. <laughs> no, get this out of your mind immediately. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Not having it. <laughs> Another funny thing that kept coming up is I like that Gug always referred to his sister as his little sister, even though she was older, just because, <laughs> like, Gug is like, yes, I am big brother. Like, I am larger, so I. this is my little sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's Gug's little something Everything. or other. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Everyone is smaller than Gug. Yeah. And I also really enjoyed that. So Gug was, because he's divine soul sorcerer, he had the cleric list and the sorcerer list to choose spells from. And so for his spells, he basically picked the simple ones that either did a hurt, a heal, a big hurt or a big heal. Yeah. And <laughs> so, he'd, he'd go be like, do you need big hurt? Big yeah. heal? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you want him to cast the spell heal. That's a big heal. You want him to cast cure wounds. That's a, that's just a heal. Mm-hmm. 
or you want him to do a hurt that's like ray of frost you want him to do a big hurt that's a fireball you know yeah so it was a lot of fun though i had a lot of fun with gug he ended up retiring with his sister because she had gotten killed three times (laughs) yeah she did die three times and was like yeah um this adventuring thing is i'm done yeah i'll take care of our wizard tower yeah luckily for her we have your character in the party who is a cleric that can bring her back to life which i did three times yep three times so yeah after the third death she was like i'm going to retire and then gug had to retire to protect his sister despite the irony of the fact that he let her get killed three times (laughs) previously yep but i mean the cleric also let her get killed three times so what's that say about me (laughs) not to be in our defense the first time it was like a disintegrate spell that she failed to save and that's on her (laughs) we we could not stop that one that's true that one it just was done i didn't actually realize she had died until later on oh yeah after that fight because like she turned to mist that's true and then later they said after she died the second time our dungeon master Andrews said, "Oh yeah, that's the second time Polly's died," and we're like, "What? When was the first one?" <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I came that mist? Yep. Yeah, I died that time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, that's my Christmas themed character for this episode, and we also talked about Santa. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Me too. If you have any ideas for how you would make a Santa character or any other Christmas-inspired characters, we'd love to hear about them. You can find more information about our show at acoupleofcharacterspodcast.com. Have ideas or feedback or need help creating your next character? Email us at acoupleofcharacterspod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast. We'd like to thank John Began for composing our theme music. If you like what we're doing, please rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, give us a five-star review and put in the little review they're just your favorite character that you've ever played yeah and we'll we'll read it on the show yeah and you know we'd love to have many stars to fill our our beautiful christmas tree with this season oh so true we have five trees here so we need five stars to put on top exactly (laughs) another way to support us is by becoming a patreon donor just search a coc podcast you can also support us by going to bookshop.org slash shop slash a coc podcast And using our affiliate link to buy any books that you want to buy. Yeah, it's a super great online bookstop that supports independent bookstores. Yep. You can find me on Twitter at Alex in Winterland. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at NotADrQuinn. Thanks for listening. Keep on rolling. Happy holidays. Cut that bit because that was weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, you can. <laughs> I'm all thrown off.